the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. All right, everybody, Dennis Prager here. Another uh, victory for President Trump. I believe that I have read on a number of occasions that it is inevitable. If you win both New Hampshire and Iowa, you go on to the nomination. That's, that's pretty much the way it has been. So uh, uh, why Nikki Haley is continuing, I think, I, I suspect that the reason is she doesn't know whether he will be capable of running. I, I, I can't think of another reason, can you? Or, or she wants to establish her bona fides as as a viable Republican for the future. I, I, I don't know the reason. And sure I'm not sure that anybody does. However, that's that is what she has decided to do. And in the, in the meantime, Vivek and uh, Ron DeSantis, Vivek and Ron DeSantis have endorsed President Trump. It's so interesting how a person becomes viable when they win. President Trump, in the eyes of many, is now presidential, more so than he was for the last few years. There's, what is it? Nothing succeeds like success. It's a grueling process to run for president of the United States in the United States. It's, I think, I don't know of any democracy where the campaign is this long. You know, by law, I don't, I'm not sure, we, we can't do that because of freedom of speech issues, but by law in, in some European democracies, you are not allowed to have a campaign season until a certain point. Are you aware of that? Yeah. I, I even think Israel has that. I think I think there's a stat, sort of a statute of limitations uh, on that. The the length has gotten greater in the course of my lifetime, but it's what is distressing is the low level of debates. Who can hurl the greater insult? And I, I don't lose my ability to, to tell the truth because of what I like to see. In other words, 
I do believe that Donald Trump has helped lower the the debate standards, and I am, will definitely vote for him. Uh, I find that dis- dislike of President Trump, even contempt for him, if you are aware of what the left is doing to the country, should be of a zero significance for you, and all significance should be in defeating the Democrats. It's a left-wing party. The left destroys everything it touches. It's so interesting to me. There are, there are conservatives that I have known much of my life, indeed some, some of whom may prager you videos, and who will vote for Joe Biden because of their hatred of Donald Trump. It shows you how difficult it is to get into the mind and heart of another human being. I am truly puzzled by people who voted Republican and now will not vote for, not only will not vote for Donald Trump, but will vote for a Democrat. I I can't get into their mind. How could their dislike of him overtake, I was going to say Trump, how could, how could it overtake, overpower the, the realization of the damage that Joe Biden or any Democrat would do to this and does do to this country? Just look at the border. On the border alone, how could you justify a vote for Joe Biden or any Democrat? Just the border. Do you have that much contempt for America that your contempt for Donald Trump is more important than your your concern for the United States of America? Do not follow your heart. <laughs> A biblical warning that is so relevant in our time. That's all they're doing. They're following their heart. These people who write columns and who went to prestigious universities, and then they do this. Uh, The human condition. 1-8-Prager-776. If you're one of those people that have regularly voted Democrat, uh, Republican, and won't vote for Donald Trump, I'd be curious to hear hear you. How your disdain for him is more important than your love of the country. That's what it is. You you put it in one of those scales, right? Which weighs more? Love of this country, desire to protect it, or your loathing of Donald Trump? When, when I put it that way, isn't it clear that there's an element of narcissism, as I have so often noted, in people being preoccupied with their reaction to, to Donald Trump? That's what matters? There's a lack of wisdom 
it's probably innate to the human condition. Wisdom is not common, sad to say. Like the people who said those private remarks that were surreptitiously recorded and then released about what he said about women, as if that was significant. How, how is what people say privately to one person, and, and what was it, seven years earlier? How many years? Some, like something like that. Why is that of significance? Would you want to be judged by everything you have said privately? Doesn't there have to be some region of, of life wherein you are allowed to express yourself unworried about whether or not the, the, mankind will hear about it? And yet people took that as, oh, look at what he said. But he didn't say it publicly, and he didn't do it. He didn't even claim he'd do it. He was making an observation about what, how women will react to famous and wealthy men. He happens to have been telling the truth. Is it an unpleasant truth? Grow up. Life is filled with unpleasant truths. But if you grow up, you leave the left. The left is a form of immaturity. What I heard bothers me, therefore I will reject it because it's disturbing. That, that's why I say truth is not a left-wing value. So, I still am, am, I am not certain that the Democrats will nominate Joe Biden. However, there is an insurance policy. Joe Biden does have an insurance policy, KH. KH is Kamala Harris. There's much disdain as many Democrats have for Joe Biden. They have much more disdain for Kamala Harris. He picked a nothing, a true nothing. And he picked her because she was a black female. That's how it works in, in, in on the left. You don't pick the best. You pick the color, the gender, the sexual orientation. That's what you pick. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there is soon to be a some senator or congressman transgender because that's a lacuna. In, among Democrats, they, they, it's a hole they need to fill. I'm not sure they have a trans person in Congress. That's what we have come to, my friends. It's the United Airlines approach. There are many good reasons to buy gold and silver, bank failures, digital currency volatility, emerging market countries trying to topple the dollar as a global reserve currency. This is Dennis Prager for AmFed, Coin and Bullion, my choice for precious metals. If you ask my friend and AmFed owner Nick Grovich to simplify the case for precious metals, he'll tell you when President Roosevelt recalled the gold in circulation and paid people with paper money, they received a $20 bill for a $20 gold piece. Today, that $20 bill won't even fill half of your gas tank. But the gold piece 
is worth about $2,000, which would you rather own? So let's simplify the reasons to use Amfed coin and bullion. Nick's been in this industry over 42 years, and he's proud of providing transparency and fair pricing to build trusted relationships. If you're interested in buying or selling, call Nick and his team at Amfed coin and bullion, 800-221-7694, AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. All right, everybody. I just got this story here. How do, how is uh, the name pronounced? Sarah Maccabee? Do you know? Maccabee? M-C-A-B-E-E. Sarah Maccabee's husband, a former sheriff's deputy in Tennessee, was incarcerated for 26 months before he was given... Wow, wait, wait. He, he was incarcerated before his trial? Did he commit murder? Did he commit rape? Did 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 he uh, was he involved in hit and run? Two and a half years in prison before his trial. For his role in the Capitol riot, Federalist language, um, on January sixth. Clearly, it wasn't a jury of his peers. McCabe said on the Vicki McKenna Show, a radio program in Madison, Wisconsin. Ronald McCabe now awaits sentencing after being convicted of five felonies in a D.C. district court. For a January 6th defendant to be on a court uh, in Washington, D.C., the verdict is as certain as it was for a black facing a white jury in the South during Jim Crow. Okay. There is no difference in the certainty of the verdict. Uh, virtually every ugly thing from the uh, from the racist past has transferred to the left, whether it's anti-Semitism uh, or racism. Mr. McCabe had already pled guilty to another felony and a misdemeanor related to the riot. Prosecutors are now asking the judge to give him 14 to 17 years behind bars. For this alone, a Republican should be elected to uh, let these people, our first political prisoners in American history, out of prison. Sarah McCabe says her family has become victims of politically weaponized prosecutions. When asked by the radio show guest host, Federalist senior elections correspondent Matt Kittle, why her husband remains behind bars, 29 months later, Sarah blamed the lengthy incarceration on what her husband saw at the riot. I truly believe it is because he was a law enforcement officer and he witnessed the murder happen right in front of his eyes. I believe that's why he was held without bond. Held without bond? A, a, an officer who, who hurt nobody. He was held for 26 months before he even st- stepped foot on a, in a trial. You could cry for this family. You should cry for this family. Sarah said her husband was at the scene when Roseanne Boylan died. Ronald apparently deployed his skills as an emergency responder to assist both the fallen officers struggling in the crowd and Boylan, to whom he gave chest compressions. 
Sarah uploaded a seven-minute film about her husband's case, including footage of the riot, to Rumble. Ronald saw that there was a law enforcement officer down, and he told the officers, you have a man down, and they didn't do anything. Sarah told Kittle. So Ronald went around the barrier to get his officer up off the ground, this officer. So in other words, he helped the Capitol Police, this man. He was completely defenseless with protesters around him. And as he was trying to pick up this officer, another officer came up and struck him with a baton across the ribs. As Ronald McCabe was pleading with officers to let him help, Sarah said, Boylan was being beaten by Metropolitan Police. So he did try to assist the officer. He ended up getting him back on the line of duty, but unfortunately Roseanne Boylan lost her life. There was a third officer that watched this entire encounter go down, Sarah said. The officer thanked him, that is her husband. The officer thanked the man that they're putting away in prison, that they did already, two and a half years. Thanked him twice for his assistance. And at the end, he even put his arm around him and said, I got you, man, I got you. Sarah McCabe said federal prosecutors in D.C. dismissed evidence related to her husband's defense. These prosecutors are the people who would have served Stalin. I swear to you on all that I consider holy that I believe that. There's no doubt in my mind that these prosecutors would have prosecuted innocent people under the Bolshevik communist regime. Wow. It just shows you that it's very hard to generalize about a people. You can find communists and Nazis in any society. I'm sorry to say. Other demonstrators charged with crimes related to the January 6th riot have similarly struggled to receive a fair trial in the nation's capital. The politically charged cases have been decided by residents whom D.C. Attorney General D.C. Attorney General Brian Schwab says are still facing the trauma of the demonstration years earlier. Years later. I don't understand. Who's facing the trauma? The, the, Washington, D.C. residents? No, the didn't say the police or no? Or? No, residents. The politically charged cases have been decided by residents whom D.C. Attorney General Brian Schwab, not Schwab, says are still facing the trauma. Residents who were not there are facing a trauma? Former President Donald Trump himself faces a near-impossible defense in a D.C. courtroom despite merely giving a speech at the White House where he implored his supporters to make their voices heard peacefully. We have the recording, he said peacefully. Wow, it's a sad day for America.
The Dennis Prager Show. The social engineering from left-wing corporations that make you feel like you were living in the twilight zone, you're not alone. Pure Talk, my wireless company, knows the silent majority is fed up, so I'm calling on those Americans to stand with a company that champions your values, those of you who always have your neighbors back, who've pulled yourself up by your bootstraps, who realize a little bit of elbow grease can fix just about anything. It's time to join the masses who have fled their old wireless company for something better, Pure Talk. Pure Talk gives you superb coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for half the price of the big guys. With unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month, the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. And as a veteran-owned company, Pure Talk is a company you can feel proud to do business with. Dial pound 250 and say Dennis Prager to join your fellow Americans and make the switch. Dial pound 250 and say Dennis Prager. Save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. One of my favorite people is Steve Cortez. He has a really important video up at PragerU about the Charlottesville lie. We have been awash. We have been flooded with left-wing lies. That was a lie. It's amazing. No matter how much proof you offer that he was not referring to Nazis as fine people in Charlottesville, Virtually every single person on the left, and many liberals, believe that believe it. Adam Schiff still believes, and he will probably be the next senator from the benighted state of California, still believes and still states that there was collusion by the Putin regime with the Trump campaign. We, we are awash in left-wing lies. Anyway, Steve Cortez, who was with CNN, who was with Salem, and is now the founder of the League of American Workers, which I'm going to ask you about. He was a former Trump advisor. And you have a fascinating personal story, but you have a fascinating background in whom you have been for. First, you were with and worked for President Trump. Then, okay. if I'm, Steve, if I'm not mistaken, you then endorsed Ron DeSantis? Correct. All right. Now, just let me say, and, and I, I don't want to embarrass you with praise, but that was a very gutsy thing to do, whether one agrees with you or not. I, I happen to agree with you that Ron DeSantis is worthy of enormous admiration for what he has done in right. Florida. I mean, it, it's, it's indisputable right. uh, that you, a Trump supporter, one who worked with Trump and nevertheless endorsed DeSantis, even if one, as I say, differs, that was courageous. Where are you now? I am back supporting President Trump. And uh, yes, just to make sure that the the record is clear, you know, not only did I endorse Governor DeSantis, I went to work for him and went to work for Team DeSantis during the primary campaign. Uh, And I have nothing but regard for the highest regard for Governor DeSantis. I think he is absolutely the best governor in America by a mile, in fact. Um, he, and I think he is the most dynamic, young conservative leader in America. But it became very clear to me during the primary process that the Republican electorate did not agree with me and that I was wrong in my projections about where the Republican electorate wanted to go. And instead, they rallied overwhelmingly for President Trump, and particularly so 
once these sham, ludicrous, ridiculous indictments came down, this, this political persecution in the form of prosecutions of President Trump, uh, as those prosecutions and persecutions accelerated, so too um, did the rallying of the American people and, and Republican voters around President Trump. And once that became very apparent to me, I actually left Team DeSantis then back in September. I agreed with them that I would be quiet about the race, that I would not comment about it until the Iowa caucus. Um, I honored my my word on that regard. But then once the Iowa caucuses were done, I went public and, and posted an op-ed and started doing media appearances to say, listen, as much as I revere Governor DeSantis, and I believe he will be president someday, and I hope that's the case, um, it is time for us to unite and coalesce because the survival of our republic is at stake. It's not an exaggeration to say that. And we need a united front, a cohesive front. We don't have the luxury, in my view, of wasting any more time, any more resources or attention on an intra-party feud when we realize that Trump is our nominee and that he must prevail in November. So, Dennis, I am proudly back supporting President Trump. So good. You're the you're truly you might be the best person to ask this question. Uh, I didn't understand why, given his quasi heroic status among conservatives, why he decided to run this time and not wait. Do you do you have thoughts? You know, I do. And uh, I, I think that after the 2022 midterms, which, let's just be honest, were incredibly disappointing for those of us on the right. Um, we believed, you know, I think for solid reasons, with an incredibly unpopular president in the White House, Joe Biden, with inflation raging, we believed that the November 2022 midterms were going to be massive wins. We're going to be a red wave for America. That didn't happen. You know, it wasn't a red wave. It was barely a, a pink trickle. That's the reality. But the outlier, the exception to that otherwise disappointing night was the state of Florida broadly and specifically Ron DeSantis, somebody who was first elected uh, by the skin of his teeth. All right, hold it there. Remember where we're at. Okay, so the one exception was Ron DeSantis. I'm back with Steve Cortez after these words. Hello, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. It's Wednesday. Ergo, when was the last time you used the word ergo? Think about it. Sean, when was the last time you used the word ergo? You have never used it. Well, not in this lifetime. If do you believe in the transmigration of souls, Sean? You might have been here before. Ergo, you might have used it. Hello, everybody. The male-female hour every Wednesday, the second hour. Most honest talk I know of about men and women in the American media. Because, A, I'm okay with any subject, and B, I'm neither a man fan nor a woman fan. I'm a good person fan, and good people come in both sexes, and bad people come in both sexes. All right, today's subject is the Pregarian theory about what it is ultimately that men want and women want from their deepest relationship usually a marriage. And I'd like you to react to my theorem. And here it is. 
Men want to be admired by the woman they love. Women want to admire the man they love. Should I, I should repeat that. It's a subtle play on the order of words. Men want to be admired by the woman they love. Women want to admire the man they love. It's not exactly the same, right? Because I'm not saying men want to admire the woman they love. Now, that, that's always helpful, but it's not the primary thing. They want to be admired. And women want to admire the man they love. One eight Prager seven seven six colon ASAP eight seven seven two four three triple seven six. Regarding the men, men want to be admired by the women they love. There is it is more important to men that the woman they love admire them than even love them. If they if they're loved but not admired, it's a, it's a problem for a man. That's what a man really wants. That is the reason that when women put men down, it is so devastating. Now it's devastating if a man puts a woman down too. There, nothing kills a marriage, not even an affair, kills a marriage as much as contempt does. So that's true for both sexes. However, men want most. If a here, uh, here's a sort of proof. If a a woman regularly said to her husband, honey, I love you, versus something to the effect, honey, I really admire you, the job you do in your work, in supporting this family, and whatever, whatever it is that she would, your achievements, type of man you are, that really means, that means more to him even than, honey, I love you. That's really nice, obviously. From her perspective, if she doesn't admire him, he could love her till the end of the earth, presuming there would be an end of the earth which is a presumption of the flatness of the planet. <laughs> but uh, that, that's it's different. I believe that ultimately the male-female relationship fits together like the two pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. But it comes with a very big caveat. It's hard to find the right piece. 
in a jigsaw puzzle, isn't it? The jigsaw puzzle analogy is quite good. Ultimately, there it, it's incredible design, the male-female design. But it's very hard to find the right piece if the puzzle has 5,000 pieces. I've never used that analogy, but it's a good one. If a puzzle has 40 pieces, it's very easy to find the right piece to fit another piece. But if it has thousands, it's really rough. But I do believe that there is a symmetry that works. And this is the symmetry here. He wants to be admired by the woman she loves. he loves. And she wants to admire the woman that she loves. By the way, if I'm right, it's an interesting thing that just occurred to me. If I'm right... then in neither case is love the operative. Let's see, he wants to be admired by the woman he loves. She wants to admire the man she loves. It's interesting, isn't it? Now, both presuppose love. I'm not denying its significance. But it's not the be-all and end-all that it is often believed to be. one 8 prager seven seven six eight seven seven two four three triple seven six. You have heard Prager theory number eight four nine subsection C Roman numeral two in my list of theorems theories about life. And that's, that's how I understand the yearning of men and the yearning of women. You know, here's an interesting thing. I, I don't know if it's related, but I think it is. I watch people very carefully. And I'm with people much more than most people are because I'm the nature of my public life. I give lectures all the time. So I almost all the time, not almost, well, yeah, almost, almost all the time I am with people prior to the talk, either a a dinner or a meet and greet where I take photos with people. So I watch people a lot. So did you ever notice, I'm sure most of you have, that the woman is found some speck of something on the husband's shirt or jacket, and you know she she flicks it off, right? Correct. Do you ever see the opposite? I have never seen the opposite. <laughs> I have never seen a guy flicking off a speck of of dirt or or paper or a tissue or whatever residue of life has landed on her. Now, partially it's because women are so careful not to allow that to happen. But 
uh, I think it's partially because she she wants her man to be admirable. Back in a moment. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their life. So, he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You will receive a set for as low as $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Podcasts Square, use the promo code Prager. There you'll find not only this offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow kitchen towel sets, and now even flannel sheets, and so much more. Call 800-761-6302, use the promo code Prager. Go to MyPillow.com, make sure you use the promo code Prager. reason I did that was to see how Sean would react. There we go. There is no ergo. This is the male-female hour, and I'm bouncing a theory off you. And this is really uh, another room. I, I don't understand this. Every call, every line but one is a man. Don't you think that on a male-female hour, you would get at least 50% women calling? Maybe men are more aggressive in dialing very quickly. So I'm very curious to hear from women as well on my theory. Men want to be admired by the woman they love, and women want to admire the man they love. For both, the operative is admiration, but it goes in different directions. She wants to admire. He wants to be be admired. That's a big one. All right, let's see. Peoria, Arizona. Tim, hello. Mr. Prager, how are you, sir? Well, thank you. You are spot on with your theory. I don't think it's a theory. I think it's a fact, sir. Okay. At, at, a, at a young 52 years old, I am married, and I do want, and I actually need my wife to admire me. It, uh, for me, it brings validation. Um, for my, for as a man, as a father, as a, a, a man who works, a man who provides, so on and so forth. And on the love point, I was glad that you mentioned that because, I do recall that my my girl well my, when I first met my wife, her first feeling for me was in fact admiration because she admired the fact that I had served in the military, and love came later, and I think that on on her side, uh, I do believe that it's true that she does want to admire me more so than she wants to love me, uh, because again, uh, she helps with uh, you know the need or the want for validation, and I think that's reciprocal as well. Well, we were 
100% with each other till the last few words. What oh. is, yeah, I know. I know. Don't, 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 wait, don't get upset yet. No, uh, no, no. I, when you said it's reciprocal as well, so you so you you don't fully agree with me. You agree that men want to be admired by the woman they love, but you're saying women want you mean a reciprocal in what way? She wants to be admired or she wants to admire the man she loves? So, yes, she wants to admire oh, Okay, me then we're all right. I, I kn- all right, I knew we were together. To- okay, good man. We're together. Yep, that's right. Here here is a very good learning experience for women listening. Your husband would likely want to hear, I really admire you, honey. You're quite a man. More than, I really love you, honey. He wants to hear both, as she would like to hear how much he loves her. Uh, But I, I do believe that between the two, that is more important to a man. All right, let's go on to the next one. Uh, Cleveland and Tom. Hello, Tom. Hello, Dennis. Hi. I agree with what you're saying, and the caller that uh, just uh, called in, I agree with him as well. Um, I think what really has you have to look at with regards to the admiration is, in order for a marriage to work, is that the admirable uh, components that your wife, the things that she admires, have to be in line with the principles of what and who you are and want to be. So you have to, and obviously you can be, you can admire your husband, but if it's for the wrong reasons, um, not a good measure, you know, of, of, uh, you know, the kind of marriage that you want. Well, what is what is being admired for the wrong reasons, an example? Give me an example. Because because you make a lot of money and uh, allow or afford a lifestyle that she may not otherwise have with somebody else who may have, say, solid core principles with regards to being... Well, they're not mutually exclusive. I, I, I do think it's, it's built into women to want to have a secure nest egg. Oh, and, that's, and, that's true. So if that, he's admired true. for but making that possible, that's fine. Sure. But what if it is a matter of, oh, I admire you, but you know what? I admire this person more because it allows me to say, maybe you already have a comfortable lifestyle, but hey, this will allow me to take a few extra vacations or something like that for a year. Well, it, believe me, yeah. if a woman says to a man, I admire another man more, uh, that's pretty much the end of the marriage. So that 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 would that would strike me as a given. I thank you. I do thank you for calling. Uh, Josh Decatur, Texas. Hello. Hey Dennis. I I think that men do want to be admired. Women want to admire the men, and the correspondent for women would be women want to be they want affection, and men want to give affection to their woman. But here's the thing. This is how you manifest love for each other, meeting each other's needs. You have to be admirable to be admired, and you have to be, you know, from from Andy Jackson to the woman, 
she's got to be wor- you know call it worthy of that affection or something that he wants to do to meet that need in her so you're you're emphasizing the words worthy of yeah but that goes that that sort of goes without saying she admires him because he's admirable but yeah that's another interesting twist here uh, I've done this, I think, but I certainly will do it again. Who should be the more overtly affectionate spouse? I have a theory on that, too. Back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, everybody. You're listening to the Dennis Prager Show. President won another resounding victory, this time in a one-to-one campaign in or election or nomination in New Hampshire. Only Nikki Haley has remained. Perhaps she feels that uh, she must have her reasons. I don't. I don't know exactly what they might be. All I know is, since I have said I would support any Republican. It would be hard with Chris Christie. But just about any Republican, certainly any of those who were running, because virtually any, not any, but virtually any, is superior to virtually any Democrat. Democrats are ruining the country. The border is a perfect example, and how they support the the president's policies with regard to keeping the border open and undermining Texas's desire to make a barrier that will keep people out. Uh, it's, it's, it's actually remarkable how this country has produced so many people who have contempt for it. I don't know if there has ever been an example of that in the history, in recorded history of a country that has produced so many people who have contempt for it, as this country has. I don't know, maybe Canada. <laughs> but the, the Canadians don't express it in terms of contempt for the country as much as they do just wokeness. But I, that's part of it. L- listen to this, by the way. There is a clip here of a young woman that Democrats in Wisconsin have brought to the Wisconsin legislature 
And what what is the what was the subject? Abortion? What was the that was the hearing? It was on abortion laws. Okay, so I have not heard this. Uh, this is just when did this take place? Yesterday? Do you know? Within the last few days. Okay, so let, let's hear her. I think abortion should be unrestrictive. And I think when somebody finds out in pregnancy, when or how far along that they are when someone finds out, they should be able to get an abortion if they want to. And for some people, that is full term. If I can't get abortion training here, if I can't perform abortions in my career, I will not stay in Wisconsin. And a lot of my colleagues who are on the same track agree. All right, thank you. Then I'll do nothing to help our shortages. Well, the lack of moral questioning is what strikes me as remarkable. The 100% certitude that her position is 100% moral, full term, just because she wants to get rid of that creature, which some of us call human being, and which every pregnant woman who wants to have a child calls a human being, remember that. Women who want to give birth do not call it a fetus. They call it a baby. The arrogance, the hubris, is un, is unparalleled. And I will leave the state, and I will not practice. And the, and did you hear the woman? So it must have been a mem- member of the yeah. legislature, some woman. Well, that'll really help our shortage. Wow. I'm I'm curious, even if you're pro-choice, are you proud of the fact that there is no ambivalence on the part of any... I've never met anyone who's pro-choice who has expressed any moral ambivalence. That's an amazing thing. Like, there is no doubt. If I want the baby, it's infinitely precious. If I don't want it, it's a piece of dirt. I'm not overstating it. What is the difference between a human fetus and a piece of dirt? I pushed a pro-choice person I debated decades ago, and he finally got frustrated and said, yes, it's just the pimple. I didn't use dirt. I used pimple. This is, it's so ironic. This is one of those examples. I don't believe at all you need to be religious. Obviously, the religious uh, is a huge religious secular divide. But this is one of those rare examples of where I don't believe you need religiosity in order to have some moral ambivalence with regard to abortion. Do you really need the Bible to tell you that it's not a pimple? that we have no other example in life of granting a an individual the life or death decision just because we have 
I don't know, established that this is this person should have a life or death decision over another being? Is there any other example? In the ancient world, they did. I mean, they had plenty of examples. The Greeks, if you gave birth to, in some way, a deformed child, you simply exposed it to die. You left it on a mountaintop to die. Okay. So there, but that was really society is saying that. You, you know, this doesn't mean anything, although you, you weren't forced to do that. You just could do it. <laughs> it's a religious secular divide, but I would think that those who are engaged in a love of reason alone would be pro-life. Which proves, this is about as good a proof as any, that reason alone is useless. Conscience alone is useless. You would think that reason alone would say, you know what? Um, At full term, when the child is completely viable, killing it for no other reason than the woman doesn't want it, is not moral. (laughs) Doesn't reason alone suggest that? Who the hell are you to determine that a completely viable child should die? You are carrying it, therefore you have that right? On what grounds? You might as well say because you carried it and gave birth to it, you can kill it when it's born. The arrogance of this young woman is frightening, is absolutely frightening. The, it is so obvious she has never spent a minute challenging her thinking. Once you challenge your thinking in any event, you're not on the left. Just, that's the way, that's definitional. Uh, I will leave the state Oh, wouldn't it be great if a Republican member of the legislature would get the microphone and say, well, if that is the case, our state will be better. (laughs) Wouldn't that be awesome? Do you know if some Republican in the Wisconsin legislature had said that, it would have gone viral. The country would have erupted either in applause or in defamation. In very, just as I said it, in very understated terms, then our state will be a better state. That's right. We, we don't have room for moral arrogance, let alone moral idiocy. God, that, that was revealing. Even full term. Wow. So would it would be fun to ask her questions like, so if this woman can kill the child because she doesn't want it, but she, but another woman, same time frame in pregnancy, is shot by a mugger in the abdomen and the child dies, he, he is... 
indicted for homicide. How does she square those two? Well, folks, right now I have a guest in studio. Name is Jack Prager. Yes, he is related to me. He is one of my grandsons. And my... uh, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if he hears the applause. He doesn't have earphones on. Did you hear the applause? You do it? it from here. Oh, you do it? You hear it from here? Okay. Jack, how old are you? I am eight years old. Eight years old. So you know what they always ask kids? At least they did when I was eight years old. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a soccer player. Really? Yeah. Very interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that would be your answer. That's how much you love soccer. Did you think? What I'm did sorry? you think? What did I think you'd answer? Yeah. That's a riot. What did I think he would answer? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea, to be honest. I truly had no idea. But soccer player does surprise me somewhat. So. Uh, Jack, how do you like California? You live in Florida. Yeah. So. I like it because of Universal and... Universal Studios. Because uh, I, have, I don't really know. Okay, but you're, you're enjoying your trip. Yeah. That's great. A lot. Yeah. And also Joshua Tree. And now you're going to Joshua Tree. That's Tonight. right. Tonight. Now, where you live, about half the year is really hot. Do you mind it, or you're used to it? I don't really care. Yeah, so you you get used to it. That's nice. Now, I am told, and I have tested you out on this, that you know the capital of every one of the fifty states. Yeah. Really, you're not. There's no question in your mind about that. I am going to ask you the hardest ones. Okay. Because whenever people tell me that they know all 50 capitals, no I, I ask them a certain number that I know almost no one knows. For example, very few people know the capital of Kentucky. Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Carolina. Oh. This is rare. South Carolina Columbia. I, I knew I should wait, and I was right. Maine. Augusta. Uh, Missouri. Jefferson City. Yeah. Did you know that, Alan? Yeah? Uh, let's see. Uh, Mississippi. Jackson. Washington. Olympia. I'm asking the hardest ones I know. What's left? What 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 is left? Oregon? I hell no Oregon. What's Oregon? Salem. Yeah. Uh, Idaho. Des Moines. Well, uh, hello, Idaho. Des Moines. That's Iowa. Wait, Idaho? Oh, I I got confused. Idaho is. Uh, my brain needs to process. Brain needs to process. <laughs> I'm shocked. 
I'm not disappointed, but I am. Tell me that one at the end. Tell me that one. <laughs> that, I should ask you that at the end. All right, yeah. What was the name you threw out, Ellen? Did you throw out one? Oh, no. oh you did. Yeah, sure. Vermont. Montpellier. Mm-hmm. New Hampshire. Concord. I wonder what percentage of Americans know the capitals. I got to believe very small percentage. What percentage of eight-year-olds? Well, I'm coming back. Okay, you got them all except Idaho. I no. You need to tell me that at the. Yeah, well, I'm not. Look, I'm not going to ask you all fifty because okay, if you so, answer that, so yeah. Idaho is. When I tell you, you're gonna you're gonna hit your head. Idaho because I know you know it. I mean, I assume. Uh, I don't. Do the TikTok, Sean. Do the TikTok. Do we have a recording? We we don't have that. Idaho uh, is. All right. Starts with a B. Next letter after B. <laughs> Just that's the last one. Next letter. I'm sorry. All right, Boise. What's Boise? Capital of Idaho. Idaho is. Oh, he really? There you go. I I found one. It's okay. To know 49 is impressive. Idaho is Boise. What? Yeah. Yeah. Jack is a character, folks. There's no... no, What's Boise? I never heard of the... No, you didn't? Yeah. B-O-I-S-E. That's that's, that's exactly right. Idaho, Boise... Yeah, he's really I never racist. remember that. I yeah, all right. do, do not you, know what Boise is. Yes, it's is. okay. So 49 is no, not No, but not you bad. need to tell me more. I'm not done yet. Yeah, well, I, look, I don't Tell know. me a lot more. Uh, no, I won't. I'll tell you two. I'll ask you two more. Alaska. Juneau. Right. Uh, Alabama. Montgomery. Yeah, he, he knows his thing. We, all right, Idaho. Hawaii. He'll know Hawaii. Hawaii, Honolulu. Yes, exactly. What is the capital of Sean? Sean? Oh, you're talking about Cheyenne? No. Wyoming. <laughs> there you go. Wyoming, that, Cheyenne. That's right. Exactly. Well, so how would you like to be? I, oh, yes. You know what? You asked me, what did I think you would answer about what you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I was surprised you said soccer player. I tell you what I thought you would have answered. Talk show host. Okay. Right? Cause you, I don't know what you would No, no, think. that's what I thought you would answer. If if I had to guess. Oh, so you I, thought I, I would be a soccer player. No, I thought you would say talk show host. Oh. Because you love to talk into the microphone. Yeah, can I? So can, if you could be a soccer player or a talk show host, which would you be? I would be uh, Wait, what, what happened to the mic? Did the mic just die? Uh, all right, we'll be back. Say something, Jack. We'll see if it's working. Okay. Yeah, it's not working. Okay. It's fine. They don't have to hear the microphone. I can just talk loud. Oh, oh, that's a riot. They don't have to hear the microphone. I could just talk loud. We'll be back. I'm speaking uh, to uh, take your calls, and I have some more to say, but I wanted you to meet my younger grandson, Jack Prager, back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. All right, well, let's go on with the show. It's a fun interlude with my younger grandson, who is still stymied by the fact that he didn't know the capital of Idaho. 
That's, that was a treasure. All right, let's see. Erie, Pennsylvania, Ruth, hello. Hi. Hi. Listen, I was in the car, and I, I'd never listened to your show before. I was driving home from my therapy session, hmm. and I heard every word you said about the issue of uh, reproductive, quote-unquote, rights, and children, and conceiving children, and I just kept cheering you in the car, and I thought, i got to get home, get that number, and call this show. My grandfather used to call in to talk shows all the time years ago, hmm. so I guess the dreams are finally being expressed. I think that women who finally realize what they've done, you know, have come to the realization that, yes, that's what I did. I, I killed a child. I think there needs to be advocacy for these women. Because uh, there's otherwise there'll just be more animosity and they'll dig their heels in deeper and march for reproductive rights. Because what other options do they have? They, they're hating themselves for what they did, and they and the only you know group they can join is the is the group that is supporting choice. Because how can they admit what they've done? And they have no place to go with it. So where where do you su- where do you suggest they go? I don't have an idea. I'm just putting it out there. Is there an advocacy group for women who uh, regret what they've done? You know, how can they be rehabilitated? Because ultimately we need women to to support alternatives to abortion, and we're not going to find them if we keep seeing the march um, in in defense of pro-choice. Yeah, well, it would be – it's hard to imagine – I, I'm not doesn't mean that it can't happen. So some announcement would be made, as it were. Women, if you have any moral misgivings about having had an abortion, why don't you attend a meeting of women with misgivings? I'm being cute, but not, not entirely. This violates one of my basic realizations, which I came to 40 years ago and wrote about it. Being on the left means never having to say you're sorry. The The moment a woman who had an abortion for no other reason than pure selfishness, I don't want the baby and I don't want to give it for adoption. I want to kill it. I don't know why that's not as narcissistic as it gets. I, I, and I really don't. I, 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 this, my last intention is to attack women who have it, but I'm not going to lie to myself and to you and say it's not a, a quintessentially selfish act. I don't want the baby that I conceived voluntarily. If she didn't conceive it voluntarily, she was raped. And I am for compromising if a woman who was raped is pregnant. I would not pass laws uh, banning such uh, uh, abortion. It's it's rather rare, but it happens. But if she voluntarily conceived the child, which is ninety, I don't know, ninety eight percent of the time, and and now she says, "Well, you know, I really, I really regret it. I don't want it," and I know that there are people who do want it but I don't give a damn. It's a nuisance. I'll kill it. I don't know why that's not 
an act of surpassing selfishness. So the, the chances of such people at some point in life saying to themselves, gee, you know, I, I really made a moral error, are very, very small. And if they did, they wouldn't stay on the left. It's really remarkable. Women are having women's athletics totally undermined by men joining. The latest example was in golf where this man who says he's a woman won an LPGA tournament. The, The most remarkable example, I think it was in Canada, where a man saying he was a woman won a weightlifting, a women's weightlifting competition. And the women's groups are fine with that. So it, it's interesting the the passion with which women's groups do not want to allow for any societal moral misgivings over any abortion isn't about protecting women. It's really about some form of narcissism. Oh, I don't think you realize. All right, Dennis Prager here. And uh, let's see. So many of you are noting that, that there are such groups as the one just mentioned. Many churches have an AA-like group for women who have been, who have undergone an abortion and have some regrets. Project Rachel is an organization that supports women who have been hurt by abortion or have ambivalence over it. So they do exist. Such groups do exist. My suspicion is, though, that as soon as that happens, as soon as you regret having done that, you have left the left. One day you awaken and and think, wow, hmm. The idea that you should not be able to take the life of a child in the womb, even when it's viable, just because you don't want it, I'm amazed that I really believe that. That's what it would seem to me. Los Angeles and Larry, hello. Hi, Dennis. Hi. Hi. If uh, I don't know if you remember, I'm the one who called the station probably a couple of years ago to make a suggestion when you mentioned um, Larry Elder, uh, and he's a friend of mine. He really is. And I remember you actually changed it since then. I'm sorry, changed. I, I changed what since then? No, I, it, I just, that's just my introduction. I, I called a couple of years ago to suggest, well, you used to have a commercial um, about Larry Elder and someone else. And you said, yeah, I'm Larry Elder, and he really is my friend, uh, as if you were trying to convince people <laughs> that a black man was your friend. Anyway, that's Wait, th- you know what? That's I, I, a stupid comment. It's truly a stupid comment. I'm sorry. I I, I can't believe how stupid a comment it was, and I, I'm I'm sure you're better than your comment, but I'm letting you go. I announced that Larry Elder is my friend because he's black, and you've been listening to me for more than a week. Have I not said that about any number of people who are not black? 
wasn't the point that I knew him well, so I was therefore capable of endorsing him with greater knowledge than most people? Oh, my God. Oh. You know that comments like that are actually more painful, far more than just when I'm cursed out and hated, and which exists a lot on the Internet. That That's just... Because when people who hate you make stupid comments, this man doesn't hate me. But it, all right, it is what it is. We're very close as it happens, Larry and I. <laughs> Sean is looking. I mean, even Sean is. I'm not you're not convinced that what? That oh, that we're friends. <laughs> Uh, oh my God! You, all right, doesn't matter. It's not worth uh, dwelling upon. Anyway, I I will say this. I mentioned Larry in my column this week, and it it, it was uh, the Los Angeles Times has just laid off a fair number of its writers. The Los Angeles Times is a rag sheet. And that's the reason. Uh, one of the biggest reasons, if not the biggest, that it's losing readers. Only leftists read the L.A. Times and the handful of conservatives in L.A. uh, who have a moral obligation, like I do, to be aware of what the left says. So I get the New York Times and I get the Los Angeles Times. The Los Angeles Times is crap. The editorial and opinion pages of the L.A. Times are, are Pravda. They are of the moral... Uh, level of Pravda. And what is remarkable is to show you how it is deteriorated, and people ask me often for the difference between liberals and leftists. Liberals are open-minded. Leftists are frightening. Every leftist is frightening. Because every leftist institution supports suppression of other voices. Liberals and conservatives do not. We Liberals are for free speech and for open papers. I wrote regularly for, or frequently might be more accurate, for the opinion page of the uh, Los Angeles Times. And out of nowhere, I just, I don't know, I did a Google search on what I had written on anti-Semitism on, on the Internet and, and sure enough, an L.A. Times piece that I had written 19 years ago on how colleges teach anti-Semitism. You should read my column. It's up at my website and many others. My, it's my column this week. On, uh, 19 years ago, that's not a long time. I mean, it is It isn't. it isn't. It's a long time in terms of, wow, that long ago somebody wrote about how colleges were cesspools which I did my whole life. College is a cesspool, okay? There is almost no exception. There are some. They're, they're, they're horrible places for the intellect, the emotions, the moral and, and emotional health of its students. They stink. Yale is garbage. Princeton is garbage. Penn is garbage. Harvard, Harvard now the latest is that they, they lied about cancer research. <laughs> New York Times even reported it. 
Anyway, they, uh, I mentioned Larry in my pieces, one of the most brilliant minds, uh, 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 brilliant conservative minds today. And uh, I note that a Los Angeles Times columnist described him when he ran for governor of California in the Newsom recall campaign as the black face of white supremacy. Now you know the trash that they, uh, that they publish in the L.A. Times. No wonder they may go out of business. They deserve to. If you go to PragerTopia.com, there is now PragerTopia Plus. Access to all of my shows of the last 15 years or 14 years and access to every show that I do on a daily basis, obviously, without commercials. And all of my lectures, uh, it's, an, it's really my life up there and my thoughts. And now, starting this month, every month, I will be meeting with PragerTopia Plus subscribers, and to take your questions on any subject as I video with you. It's uh, a PragerTopia Plus. It's a great gift as well. At PragerTopia.com, PragerTopia.com, PragerTopia Plus. Talking about Larry Elder, I was very angry at how the uh, Republican National Committee had uh, stopped him from being on the stage. This country would not be the same if Larry Elder had been on the Republican debating stage. The country would have been uh, uh, just uh, put on its head, I mean, just upside down. People, put, people would have heard things that they have never heard. It was a very big loss what the Republican National Committee did to screw around with Larry Elder. You know, the human condition is somewhat pathetic. And I, uh, I, I have known this all of my life. So I'm very rarely disappointed in people. I walk around far more often pleasantly surprised than disappointed. My expectations of humans is very, very low. Hence, the way I think about uh, about subjects. That's the way I handle all the terrible things. Well, I'm not that shocked. I mean, when you think about just the things that I bring you on a daily basis, the NFL is going to be playing the quote-unquote black national anthem at the Super Bowl. For that alone, it is worth not watching the Super Bowl, though I, I totally get it that most Americans could, could not pull themselves away. I get it. But it shows you how the institutions of our country ruin the country. There is one American nation. There is one national anthem. That's the one that should be played alone at the Super Bowl. See you tomorrow, everybody.
I'm Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.